0: Hello there, my friends. Welcome to Story U Talk Radio. I am delighted that you are here today to join us for a live show. We always love to spend this time with you here at KKNW. We come to you live on Thursdays, 4 o'clock Pacific and 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And if you can't catch us live, please check in and see us on Friday for the replay. We offer that during your morning commute, 6 a.m. Pacific Time and 9 a.m. Eastern Time. And I always like to bring you a new topic that has something to do with the story you are living by or the story you are writing I am a writing coach. I have many years' experience teaching people about literature and fiction, memoir, how to write an article, how to write a love letter, how to write just about anything. We have a lot of fun here learning new skills every single week. Sometimes I bring on a guest to share their experience. If you are having a wonderful experience creating a book, and you would like to talk to me about promoting it here, please feel free to get in touch with me via my website, and that's just CoachDebbie.com. That's D-E-B-B-Y, CoachDebbie.com. Click on Connect, and you'll see a little notepad there where you can send me any message at all. I'd love to hear about your book. Today we are going to get into a topic that one of my mentors, Robert Holden out of London, you might know him through Hay House books, you might know his book Authentic Success, or his book Lovability, or any of his other books. Boy, he's got a whole bunch of them. I love those books. And you can even get them on Audible where he... Narrates them in his beautiful British voice. I love that part too. But he's also been a a personal mentor to me and friend and just thoughtful person in my life for some years. And he coined this term that I think is really, really great. It's called destination addiction. Now, I didn't exactly get his permission to talk on this topic today. So, we're just going to call it destination anxiety and we're going to roll with this idea today because I I really want to know, do you have any sense what that is, a destination addiction or destination anxiety? I'll give you my little definition of it, which is this thought of missing out on anything going on in the present moment, the truth is you're missing out on the present moment because you're so nervous about reaching some very specific point or very specific place. I run into this a lot with my writers. And I relate to it a lot because I've done a fair amount of writing in my life. And I know, I know how scary it is when you set out to do a project and all you can think about is how will my life be when the pressure of this thing is gone (laughs) and I've reached that desired place. But I can tell you from experience, when I think that way, when I start a project with that sort of thinking, I usually have to call up a good old mentor or coach or someone to help me get my head together. Because focusing so much on the destination, not being present day after day after day after day. Being completely overwhelmed about how the whole process is going, so that you've in a way catapulted yourself completely out of it and into some other realm, some other life oh it it's painful it's painful to do this to yourself, but it's also normal it's normal to have an anxiety around. That place, that thing, that desire you want to get to. So, we're going to talk about this today. We're going to talk about some ways to cope. We're going to hear from people who have called in about it and thus helped me decide what we were going to have our show on today. Destination anxiety. Ooh, hoo, hoo. do you have it? For some people, they're just not sure how they could possibly find any happiness right now when their book isn't done, when they haven't yet gotten on the TED Talk stage, when they don't yet have a publisher. These are things that go through the minds of my clients all the time. They're like, I I know, I know I'm going to, Calm down and feel happier soon. But right now, yeah, well, guess what? We got to work on the right now because we don't want you missing out on the right now. I don't want you missing Thursday now. I want you enjoying it, especially for those of you who do have something like a publisher and you know that it's going to be a year and a half out. What if you missed out on the next 500 days? (laughs) Because you're just sweating your way to the finish line. It's not what we want for you. So let me help you out today. If you have questions about this, I encourage you to go to any of my Facebook, uh, social medias, Instagram. Send me a DM and I will take your questions. You can also write to me using email, my email address is debbie at coachdebbie.com. And Debbie is spelled D-E-B-B-Y debbie at Debbie.com. I'm the only one who reads it. And I will answer your question right here. Now I have noticed over time that people are a little scared to call in. So I do get more people writing in. But I've also noticed the cute and sweet things people say when they are writing in. (laughs) Like, you know, make sure you change my name to, (laughs) And make sure this and don't say that. And, you know, nobody's going to know it's you. I swear. I swear. I've had to do so many Jane Does. But the truth is, if your name's Mary and we have a question from Mary, nobody's going to know it's you, sweetie. So... Don't worry, if you have a question, I'd love for you to write it in so I can help you right here. This is good quality free coaching right here. We're talking about destination anxiety because what we really want for you is to get into the splendor of your life, to not be left out in some way of living life. All right? if you're really, really nervous about the destination you're trying to get to, likely you're not very present. I was telling you a little bit about my coach, Robert Holden. I want to share with you this quote from his book, Authentic Success. I also want you to pick up that book if you don't own it yet. Mine is just line by line, a bunch of yellow highlights because it's so good. I just couldn't stop highlighting it. This is a quote from his book. I think it's really good. He says, we suffer literally from the pursuit of happiness. We're always on the run, on the move, and on the go. Our goal is not to enjoy the day. It's to get through the day. And as he goes on in his book, Authentic Success, he talks about a a really interesting case study that was a woman who was one of his early clients, and she shared with him this concept of being three days behind since the beginning of her life. And he asked her to explain this, and she said, well, I was born three days late. But the truth is, I've never caught up. I have always been three days behind, if not more, in my life. Yeah, this is a real thing, she said. Well, he had to kind of sit her down and let her know that she might have a little addiction going on. And we know that an addiction is just something you do over and over again, and you've got an idea that it'll turn out differently today than it did last time you did it. But you keep doing it. You keep doing it. You keep repeating it. And addiction is something on the repeat cycle where you're anticipating maybe it'll turn out a little differently this time. That's how you know you're addicted. I had a friend that once told me that he was addicted to sleep. And I went, tell me about this. And he said, well, I just, I have this idea every single night that I'm going to start my day early. You know, so I go to bed at whatever time I want, usually late. But the idea is I really am. I'm going to get up at 530. I'm going to start early. I'm going to go straight to the gym. And he said it went on for literally years, this relationship with the snooze button and never getting up early before he realized that this thought was an addiction. It wasn't a reality. He was not an early morning riser and he wasn't about to become one because he kept doing the same thing every night, which was saying, "Okay, tomorrow I'm going to start by getting up early, but he had no access to really enjoying what 5.30 could be about. Instead, every morning at 5.30, when the alarm went off, he would think how horrible it would be to leave his bed. Well, that's the road to addiction. We can do it with anything, but what I find is that I tend to work with people that are doing it a lot with their writing because they're thinking so much about how badly they want to be published and they're not thinking about the fact that it's time to write chapter four or they're thinking so much about how badly they'd like to have a book deal and so therefore they're not even working on their book because they don't have a book deal yet. They're not even sure how to get into it. I have writers that have a destination anxiety or a destination addiction, and therefore they won't write anything. What they'll do is they'll talk it up. For example, one of my clients who finally just said, listen, I'm going to call you in six months, okay? (laughs) She was someone that had always worked, you know, the 60, 70 hour a week always provided for her family. She was really proud of the work she had done. And she came and she said, you know what? Instead of working all these hours, what I'm going to do is I'm going to cut it back to like 50 hours, (laughs) 50 hours a week. And then I'm going to spend the other 20 hours a week that I'm used to doing at work. And I'm going to write my book. And I'm really going to get my brand out there. And, oh, this is going to be my next passive income. Wonderful idea. Well, we only met a couple of times. But the bottom line was she was really good at talking to me about what a great plan it was. She was great at talking to her partner about what a great plan it was. She would even come in and tell me how her best friend thought it was such a great plan. But no matter what sort of skills I gave her, she was more committed to the addiction of destination and probably the anxiety um, addictive sort of chemical rewards she was getting from that. And so it wasn't happening. And she said, hey, look, sorry, it was a really cool idea, but yeah, I'm not doing it yet, so I'll. I'll call you soon. And I think that was a really wise idea of her until she lost all her money on getting coached for something that she wasn't really showing up for. She just realized, hey, it's a great idea, but the thing that she's really impressed with is it being all done, not in the actual doing. There wasn't any way that we could create homework that would entice her enough to actually get into it and sometimes my friends this is how you find out if you really are cut out and excited and ready to claim that you're an author cuz if you are you're going to understand some things that people that are wrapped around destination anxiety and addictions just don't understand So number one, one thing a person does not understand if they're talking all about writing their book or writing their blog or creating a new brand and they're not doing any of it, but they talk and talk and talk and talk and talk about it. One thing you got to understand about that is that what you have set out to do today for that project has to be something you want to do. If the only thing you want is to end up with a published book and you don't want to write it, you don't want to plan it, you don't want to structure it, you don't want to work with, you know, if that, if none of that is good for you, yeah, this is, this is going to create a lot of anxiety and addiction and pain and suffering. So what I want to suggest. While we take this very first break here, I want you to think about on a scale of one to 10, if you've been thinking about writing a book, think about the daily stuff and where are you in terms of excitement? And we're going to talk about that when we come back from our first break. Stay tuned.
1: You know Coach Debbie from Story You Talk Radio, but do you know about her annual membership? Well, now you do, and you're invited. Become the author of your dreams and upscale your career, transform your home, or grow your income. Create any future you desire. You'll learn the skills that allowed Coach Debbie to author her own life and transform her most difficult challenges as a writer, teacher, and especially as a person with low vision. The membership doors are open. Just. Sign up for the newsletter and qualify for the Early bird Special. Simply go to CoachDebbie.com. That's Coach D E B B Y. CoachDebbie.com. As a subscriber, you could win a premium coaching session and begin the new year with confidence.
0: Welcome back to Story U Talk Radio. Thanks for tuning in today so I can help you with that book or blog or brand or speech or curriculum or anything at all that you are writing. We're talking today about destination anxiety and destination addiction. Oh, doesn't that sound like a serious problem that you would never want to have? Of course, but you might have just a little bit of it. So let's talk about this. I asked you before the break, on a scale from 1 to 10, if you're someone who's been thinking about writing a book, and you're thinking about the day-in, day-out things you're going to do, where are you on that scale? If 1 is a, oh, it just feels like the heaviest thing on my shoulders, and 10 is I wake up elated where are you on that scale? Just take a little second to kind of feel it out and go, well, I know that on a day-to-day basis, if I'm going to write a book, I'm going to have to do some organizing. I'm going to have to do some planning. I'm definitely going to have to draft things. I might even have to do a few interviews along the way. Might even have to take some ideas to get edited how do I feel about that? Now, here's, here's the right answer. I want you to have a 10. And if you don't, I want you to be really close to it. And if you're not, we'll keep listening because I'm going to help you with that. Honestly, there's this writing project that I have about it too. <laughs> it's very true. I have this idea, and yeah, I haven't talked about it that much, but I do. I have this idea, and when I sit down to do it, all of a sudden I think, you know, this is going to require way more research than I've done. Yeah, yeah, I'm not ready yet. Thought I was, but I'm not. And it's this has been going on for years. So while I have spent very little time on it, because I can't seem to get past day 1 or 2 with the project. I just put it away and then months and months later I get it out. Something that occurred to me is that I'm I'm in no way in love with the project. I think it's a good idea. I think it could sell. But I I'm not really sold that I need to be the writer of it. And until I am, it's going to feel like work. It's going to feel heavy. It's going to feel burdensome. But now here's something else. There's this manuscript that I did start some time ago, and I honestly just thought it would be too hard to capture all the stories, but I'm going to work on it anyway. And the manuscript is called My First Love. And it's a dedication to my mom. For a long time, I would stop myself because I just couldn't decide which stories I wanted to put in it and how I wanted to honor her. But recently, I started to feel the love for the project. And when you feel the love for something you want to do you start to understand that you are the one to do it of course when it's your mom it makes it pretty easy but still you can you can also bow out and just say well i had an idea but it just didn't take i just couldn't get emotionally committed to it there there comes a time when that's important it's really important to notice, do I have the emotional commitment? Because if you do, you can make every single day that you work on it a good day. Not the best day of your life necessarily, but a good day. So what I want you to do is look at your number. Is your number like a, a 6 or a 7, or an 8, or a 9, or even a 10? If so, if it's in the 6-plus range, yeah, you have strong hope. If it's in the two, three, four, five range, and you want to improve it, you should write to me. And we can really talk about it and figure out why it's way down there. And is it worth it to you to commit to the project? Because maybe it really is. And you haven't had the opportunity to see it in a new, and, and is desirable a word? I don't think it is. But you just haven't really brought your full attention to it yet. So that burning desire to make it happen, it isn't on full force yet. But I can help you with that. Now what I want you to do once you're in the 678910 range I want you to make a vision board of your project really and it it can be just about anything it can be that you have the cover of your book all figured out and it's front and center on your vision board it could be that you don't have that figured out at all you don't even have the title but you know how you want to feel writing the book. And so you find images that capture the feeling. One of my clients said to me recently, I want to feel like I'm just lying in a meadow of wildflowers and the sun is warming my face. That's how I want to feel writing the book. Hey, that's not out of reach. And especially if you have a vision going on, you can have this warm sensation with you while you're doing the writing. Nobody said that writing has to be a painful, awful chore. Nobody said that. But somewhere along the line, we have created this image. Maybe it's the ego of many writers past. I don't know. But there is this image that if you have written, oh, you have just slogged your way through the night. You have suffered. You weren't paid thoughtfully. You were starving through this whole thing. And finally, 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 you and the publisher got together. And now this thing is off your shoulders and on the bookshelves. Oh, what a relief. I mean, I don't know where that story originally got written, but a lot of us live by it. We think it's so. And then we try to step into the identity of that horrific life and we go, man, why am I not so happy about writing my book? Uh-huh. Well, that's why. You need a vision board and you need your book in the center of it, whether it is a cover or a feeling that represents how you want to feel creating this book. Now think about this. What about doing this just lights you up? I mean, I'm, I'm writing something about the memories of someone I love very dearly. And you might be saying, well, my book is work-related. I mean, how am I going to fall in love with that? Oh, ho, ho. Oh, contraire, my friend, you might be thinking that's impossible, but it is not. If you are writing a book that is centered around work life, I want you to think about the value you are putting into that book and the value that's going to come back to you by all your thankful readers, that you were the one that took the time to impart these insights. You need to really own that this book is worthy of your time. And if you can't, you either need to get some help, and I can help you there, or you might want to set it down and take a look at what's going on, what's between me and the destination I want to get to. Now, there's a lot of things that I was mentioning in the first part of the show that Robert Holden spoke about in his book, Authentic Success. And I call it destination anxiety, just a, a general feeling around trying to get to a destination and not having the ability to be present at all. But he goes, he goes deeper. He calls it a destination addiction you know it's that real fixation that there's really no happiness until that point of arrival and he says in his book authentic success that it can happen with just anything at all that we're going through he says you know you have destination addiction if whatever you're doing you're always thinking about what will come next? In other words, you're not really here in what you're doing. You're thinking, what's next? What's next? What's next? Another thing he points out is, you know, you're in destination addiction. If you can't afford to stop because you always have to be somewhere else. Do you have a sense of that? You just... You can't afford to stop doing this this work. You can't afford to put something down because of this fear, this anxiety that's got you by the throat. I remember really having a terrible fear. Oh, man. When, it, when I was teaching at the college, I remember this fear that would often come up in me in the early part of the school year. And I think, wow, it's September and somehow there's going to be 250 new people in my life between now and June that I have to somehow impart ideas upon so that they can continue in their college course studies, I'd build it up and build it up in my head until I was just sick to my stomach and afraid. But then what I would start to do is think, oh, please, please let June come soon, please. I'd start to focus on the destination because I was so afraid that I somehow wouldn't come through for these students It would just be better to think about June and how it'll all be over soon. And hopefully, hopefully they'll get on okay. (laughs) You know, I just didn't have confidence in those early years of teaching that we were all going to be okay. That took some time. And so how did I deal with it? Well, I was always focused on June. So I was always staying up late and doing more homework to try and get to June. (laughs) It was a really kind of a a sickly little behavior that I had to come to terms with. Here's another thing Robert Holden says about destination addiction. He says, you're always in a hurry, even when you don't need to be. Yeah, something I just spoke about right there. He says, you're always promising that next year, you're not going to be as busy. Did you uh did you have any memories of this like when you were growing up? I know I did. I'd be growing, doing my little life as a little kid and might see a commercial on TV for Disneyland and we'd say, "Dad, can we go to Disneyland?" And he'd say, "Oh this you know I'm really busy at work this year, maybe next year." huh ah that was hard to hear because in a kid's mind, you know, a year is just an eternity. Maybe next year, not this year. Good news is that he took us to Disneyland quite a bit while we still lived in the San Diego area. But getting to next year, oh, it seemed like such a long time. Here's another thing pointed out. You know, you got some destination addiction. If your dream home is always the next home you plan to buy. In other words, it's not the one you're in right now. I remember when I bought my townhouse. It's the one and only house I've ever owned, and I had it for about 15 years. I was really lucky in that it was brand spanking new, You know, you know how like new cars have new car smell? Well, new townhouses have new townhouse smell. It was just wonderful. I mean, I was so proud of myself that I had this brand new townhouse and it was not one, not two, but three floors, you know, a garage, then all the living space, then the bedrooms, three floors. You know, the, each floor was the size of a one-car garage, but hey, was my first townhouse. I was proud. I loved this thing. I didn't live there for more than, gosh, a month before I started talking about my dream house, and I am so glad that my dear friend caught me and went, you just got here. Why don't you make this your dream house for now? And I thought, oh, that's an interesting idea. I remember getting things for that townhouse with the idea that I'm only going to live here two to three years, so I won't really, you know, I won't deeply invest. Like I I spent some money on art, but I wanted to do more. But hey, I'm only going to be here two years, maybe three at the most, because this is my First house. That's how I saw it. Well, Coach Debbie didn't know how life would go, and she lived there 15 years. And so when you pick out mediocre things, and then you've got a long time you're going to be there, well, you might have a case of destination addiction like me. I kept thinking of the next new dream home. I was going to get to where I'd have really cool stuff, but that, that just wasn't on the horizon. I was not in the mind to make that happen. So my friends, this is something I want to impart on you today, that to leave destination addiction, to leave that anxiety, you're going to have to adopt a new mind. You can do this with things in your life, like the house, like the car. You Maybe you want that great car. You want that great new house. You want that great new jacket. You want that wonderful vacation. Or maybe you want that ideal publisher. You want your beautiful book done. You want to get up on the TEDx stage and get off before you pass out and die. You want all these things to happen. But what you got to realize, we, we talk about this a lot in 12-step recovery, regardless of what is the, the substance or the emotional thing that we're addicted to. We talk about the fact that the mind that got you here is not the mind that's going to get you there. So if you're thinking, man, oh man, this book, I just can't wait for this book to be done. If that's all you can think about, you're not really here writing it, here planning it, here drafting it with your coach, here showing up for those community events where people adore that last chapter you wrote. If that's where you are, really, really focused on the end date, well, You might have a little case of destination addiction. It might be keeping you up at night. It might be sending you to the fridge looking for a piece of chocolate pound cake. It could be doing all sorts of things to you. I only know what it's done to me (laughs) and the other people in my life. But I want to tell you a vision board that we talked about is one of the ways that's going to bring you back in today and make the the dream and the desire of getting somewhere feel even more real because you're actually experiencing the little tiny joy job you're doing with your book today all right think about that we've got one more little break to take here i'd love to get your letters so stay tuned we'll be right back
1: You know Coach Debbie from Story you Talk Radio, but do you know about her annual membership? Well, now you do, and you're invited. Become the author of your dreams and upscale your career, transform your home, or grow your income. Create any future you desire. You'll learn the skills that allowed Coach Debbie to author her own life and transform her most difficult challenges as a writer, teacher, and especially as a person with low vision. The membership doors are open. Just. So Sign up for the newsletter and qualify for the early bird special. Simply go to CoachDebbie.com. That's Coach D-E-B-B-Y. CoachDebbie.com. As a subscriber, you could win a premium coaching session and begin the new year with confidence.
0: Welcome back, my friends. This is Coach Debbie. And I am here with you live on Thursday. We do this every Thursday, 4 o'clock Pacific time and 7 p.m. Eastern time. We talk about everything, story here, the stories you're living by and the stories you are writing. I want you to know that I hold retreats in Seattle, in California different places in California, actually. And guess what? I'm, I'm working on getting some in Charleston. Oh, that sounds like a really fun place. Maybe as we branch out, we're going to hit Canada. If you have ideas, and maybe you're based in any of these places I told you about, I'd love for you to reach out to me and share Anywhere that you've gone on retreat, or if you do, if you are the host of uh, retreat centers and things, because it's really fun for me to design ways that my writers can come together and just get a huge boost in their process and also get some relaxation. We need that. A lot of times, writers can be workaholics. I was once a workaholic. I will never be a workaholic anymore. I know how to bust through that and bust out of it, so I can help you with that too. I also have VIPs. Now, that's like a retreat, but the only person there is me and you. And we do a destination place. We figure out exactly the project that you want to work on. And again... There's a lot of fun built into it as well. I also have a community of writers right now, if you're listening to the show live, I have a community of writers and the qualifications really is that you are doing some spiritual writing and that you are working on either your first book or some major piece that you either want to publish or keep for yourself. And when I say major, oftentimes major means it is large in size, like book size or, you know, a, a 20 minutes speech size or something like that. But also, I just mean that it's major in that it matters to you. It could be something that like our topic today, it could be something that would kick on that destination addiction or anxiety that could keep you from doing it. And I don't want you to be kept from doing it. I want you in a safe, fun community where you can get lots of support that's going on right now. You're welcome to join in and to find out about me or my programs just go to coachdebbie.com. That's D-E-B-B-Y, coachdebbie.com. Click on connect and let me know what's going on for you and what I can do for you. I also have premium one-on-one coaching. Usually that's for people that I have worked with on a community or a retreat level, but not always. So tell me, Tell me when you go to CoachDebbie.com and you click on connect what you would like to do if we were to work one-on-one. That'll allow me to put some packages together for you to peruse and see if any of them suit you. I may not be the best coach for you. I would like to think I am, but I am very well connected and if for some reason I'm not, I will be able to give you a referral to someone that I think will serve you best. So you have nothing to lose. Reach out, CoachDebbie.com. It's D-E-B-B-Y. Now we're talking about destination addiction. This is a phrase that my coach, Robert Holden, from Hay House Books, Hay House Publishing, Hey, House Radio, he came up with this term, and he put it first in his book, Authentic Success. I was in one of his mastermind groups called Success Intelligence. This was several years back now. And we talked about destination addiction a lot, because I'm I'm pretty sure all of us in that group had a nice healthy dose of it. And I, for one, I really wanted help with it. I wanted Robert's help, I wanted the community's help. I wanted to put some skills of mine in the forefront to help me and one was journaling. I found that if I keep a journal where I can go to and I can talk about anything I want and it's not it's not always a place where you're Complaining. Somebody said that to me recently. Isn't journaling for people that just don't want to publicly complain? (laughs) It really made me laugh. And I thought, well, yeah, you know, that is really one very good way to use a journal. But you're certainly not limited (laughs) to only complaining. What you might do with a journal, something I really like to do, is you might take prompts that a coach gives you or prompts that you've created for yourself, and just work on them every now and then to see how your answers change over time. So one prompt that I worked with when I was deep in destination addiction, all I wanted to do was get to the end of my writing projects. I just wanted them off my desk. I could not see that there, there was real value in finding these many joy days of whatever the project was at hand in that day. I was just so focused on, but I need to make money. I need to build my business. I need to get this piece of writing out. I, I need to make a deadline. I, I couldn't get off that anxious hamster wheel that I call the mind. <laughs> I couldn't do it. So here was one prompt that I, I don't think I came up with the original version, but this final version of the prompt is mine. And it, it went like this. How might I step into the final day so that I can be with it every day okay did you get that i think it's kind of catchy how might i step into the final day so that i can be with it every day this really helped me and like i said i don't i don't really recall who it was or what was the original prompt i was working with but what i ended up doing was seeing the value of each day i can tell you that even though i offer a radio show on thursdays the show is on my mind every day and i don't i don't have these attacks at home on sunday where i'm thinking oh god thursday's coming i'm going to have to go hang out with eric Oh, geez, poor Debbie. Now, that is never my thought. I never think, oh, geez, I gotta go and hang out with the listeners. Hope there's some new ones. Yeah, that's cool if there's new ones too, but I don't have these thoughts that I don't want to be here or that I just want the show to be done. I dig this. I love what I'm doing here. I don't have destination anxiety around the show. I don't feel like I should have a certain number of followers. I don't feel like I should be on 400 platforms. I'm very happy with how everything's going. I like it. I feel very fulfilled. I'm living in the daily process of it. And it is a process. I need to think about what would be valuable to you. I need to read your emails. I need to think about what's working out in my courses that I can bring to you. There's a lot going on in the background. Eric's doing a ton of the heavy lifting in the background. And yet, this is something that I want to do. So when you have a project, the want, the want has got to be there. And you want to have want on the daily. If you don't, you have a journal, and the journal is going to allow you to write down whatever it is you're feeling, whatever it is you're going through, whatever it is you need to say to the journal, because it might not be safe to say it to someone sitting next to you. You just let that be there. But then you take your eyes back to your vision board, that thing that's got your book cover on it, Or it's got all kinds of images of how you love feeling when you're thinking about your book. It captures what you want and it allows you to think about the destination, but being in the feeling on the day to day that you know that destination will be bringing you. All right. I hope that's helpful to you. I just have a minute to share with you that Cindy has written in and said, that bit about the pursuit of happiness and almost missing out on it, that bit spoke to me. I think I have done this a lot and I know you've helped me when it's come to work and reassigning myself to new tasks. But now that I am considering a book, how might that work in when I think about I want the pursuit of happiness but I also want to be happy in the day to day. Okay, Cindy. I think I think the pursuit of happiness is a worthwhile thing if you don't have to really pursue it. <laughs> in other words, I think knowing Knowing that your life is unfolding, knowing that it's unfolding as you're writing your book, knowing that you can take one little task out of doing a book, one little task each day that you'll commit to, and think of it as just sort of your joy job for the day around your book. That's going to have you in the unfolding of happiness. You're not going to miss out on the happiness and you're not going to have to figure out how to pursue it. The vision allows you to remember it because your eyes are on it. The journal allows you to reveal any overflow of thinking and emotions because Cindy, the thing you want, the thing you want so badly, others want for you too. That book you want so badly, others want you to write it too. You're going to find that as soon as that book hits the bookstore, there's going to be plenty of people that are like, oh, this is just the book I needed. Well, those people are already alive and well. You just need to get that book on the bookshelf. So how do we do this? We think of what a joy this book is going to be to others in the world. We think of what a joy this is going to be, knowing that we were the creator of it. And we figure out what is our one little joy job of the day. It might be sitting down and writing your table of contents. You could probably do that somewhere between three minutes. And if you want to get you know really obsessive about it 30 minutes i'm serious table of contents your first draft of it boom it can come to you really 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 quickly that can be a joy job and then off you are on other things you want to do for the day i tell you this if you write your table of contents and then you give yourself the freedom to go and have your day and do the other things you want to do That table of contents, it's going to start feeding your mind and feeding you so that you know what your next joy job is. So, Cindy, I don't want you pursuing happiness as if it is your next meal that you're going to drag home and put on the fire. I want you to be thinking of your happiness as unfolding because you're committed to it. You are doing the vision you are keeping the journal, you are figuring out your one joy job for the day. That's going to keep you in the process of creating and not spinning into a destination anxiety or addiction. Thanks, Cindy, for your question. If you would like to do more work with me on a one-on-one basis, a retreat basis, community basis, just go to CoachDebbie.com. I like to bring you new topics every Thursday. I always enjoy spending this time with you. So until next week, my friends, namaste.